Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Unfortunately, a sad day in golf with live golf kind of splitting things up uh, a lot of the stars going over there and you know maybe it's not rory maybe it's not victor hovland or Colin Morikawa, but still uh, patrick reed bryson DeChambeau supposed to play in the second event uh for for this week's event in london obviously phil mickelson getting in there and um yeah i mean there's some dustin johnson off of course the headliner but yeah it's it's unfortunate it kind of fractures the game as rory mcelroy says going forward and it, it's interesting when you, th- you put yourself in Jay Monahan's shoes, you know, commissioner of PGA Tour, what he's doing is he's basically disciplining everyone. Uh, you're, you're suspended. And those who even resigned, right, and, and with hopes of possibly, the idea was that possibly they could play on a sponsor's exemption going forward and maybe some other PGA Tour events. No, everyone's not allowed at PGA Tour events. And so, listen, he, he's got to draw a, la- a line in the sand. I guess at a certain point, he's trying to keep the people he has there now which I get, but unfortunately, you know, when you look going forward, the Players' Championship's not going to be the deepest field in golf, as they always say anymore, and the FedEx Cup is only going to be whoever's there, basically, and we know, you know, DJ's not going to be there, Bryson going forward, so it's interesting when you, when you take that all in, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think it's sad uh, as you look ahead and just not just not having everybody competing in the same events anymore. Like we used to have that, you know, it seemed like at least, you know, the majors and maybe two or three other times a year, plus president's cup uh, players are banned from playing in that as well. So that'll be interesting uh, going forward. And also what's, what's going to happen with the Ryder cup? Like what, what will be the rules uh, the PGA of America put into place for that as well? Um, But yeah, that's where we're at right now. And uh, (laughs) call it what you will. I think overall, it's just unfortunate golf is is a loser in a certain way um to where we're at now but we are in the heart of major championship season and i did want to talk with you guys i did speak with victor hovland right after the pga championship on sunday for just a few minutes he's 24 years old when you look at his record listen i know if you look on wikipedia 10 major starts he doesn't have a top 10 but listen he's got a couple top 12s he's never missed a cut in a major championship and he's actually been in the hunt it just doesn't show when you look on wikipedia like on the friday for example in 2021 at keogh island he teed off in the afternoon one shot behind the lead all right and so he goes out in the wind tough conditions and he shoots 75 kind of shoots himself out of it uh you see what i'm saying like he he didn't quite have his best. Um, he was one back really starting and just didn't play well. So if you look at that week, 69, 75, 75, 71. So clearly he lost it on both Friday and Saturday, some tough rounds there. But it's interesting. I crunched his numbers in terms of how he's played in the majors, first round, second round, third round. His first round average is 70.6. All right. So he usually gets off to a decent start. It's not like the Rory situation where he's way over par off the bat and he's got to recover from Friday on. 72 is his average on Fridays at major championships. He's only played 10 of them, let's remember. And also now when you look at Saturdays, 71.88. So 
a little bit of a dip when you go to Friday and Saturdays. And then Sundays, he finishes 70.22 is his average on Sundays at major championships. So it is what it is. I know that a, per, a good example of Sunday at a major, he was there at Wingfoot. He was only he was seven back. It sounds like a lot, but there weren't that many people in between him and Matthew Wolf's 54-hole lead. So it could have been a top 10 had he played decent golf. He shot 75 that day in New York at Wingfoot. So I just think it's so easy to just look at his numbers and say, oh, well, this guy doesn't have a top 10, and therefore he hasn't competed. He hasn't really been in it. No, he was in it. He was in the mix at Wingfoot. He was in the mix for part of it there at Kiowa Island. Um, this guy's been, I, I think, major championships when you look at the Open Championship, tied for 12th. He says he loves Lynx golf. We get into that. We kind of look ahead to the Open, to St. Andrews. What does that mean for him for this year? So I think there's a lot of creativity that could really fit his game, especially at the Open Championship. And this guy's a very, very, um, what's the word I'm, I'm trying to think of? So this putting has improved so much with aim point in the last year with Jeff Smith, the short game coach there in Vegas. But he's so precise. He's so precise when it comes to his iron play, when it comes to his putting and it's so easy to get on him about chipping. Okay, this guy's outside the top, what, top 190 when it comes to shots gained around the green. I know it's easy to pick on him there, but if he has the precision with iron play, if he can get there with driver. Remember, in 2019, when he played his first major championship at Pebble Beach, Alan Bratton, his coach at Oklahoma State, said that he missed one fairway the entire week. He's that good of a driver at a major championship. So driving's there, the iron player's there. I think it's just a matter of time. That creativity in Lynx golf, I think is going to help because he has the long game. And I think overall, chipping shouldn't be too much of a worry. I think it will come around eventually. When you look at Brookline, of course, uh, I did ask him, what does he know about that course? We get into that as well. Looking ahead here with Victor Hovland. So hope you guys enjoy it. I, I do want to point out that at the Players' Championship, one of the big stages he played in March... He tied for ninth place, right? And you can say, okay, well, he didn't quite, didn't quite, you know, make his mark there. But you know what? He had a chance to post a number. He was there on 16, on the par five, and he had a simple chip, and he didn't get up and down for birdie on 16, right? And had he done that and gone par, par 17, 18, that would have been a number for the leaders to have to react to. In the end, he made par on 16. He put in the water on 18. And then he stuffed it to a foot after that. But still, he just didn't post a number to make the players have to react behind him. And I think that's... he. The point I'm making with Victor is that he is in the situation. He's just not finishing it the way you would want him to do that. And the way that maybe his peer, Colin Morikawa, is probably unfair to compare him to. Uh, but a guy that's been hot right out of the gates in major championships, two major wins in just a handful. Um, so it's easy to kind of... They always call them inseparable, right? Coming out at the same time, uh, Morikawa and Hovland. So it's it's very easy just to overlook what Hovland has done. He has put himself in position in a number of majors, just has not quite finished the way he should. So here we go. We got Victor Hovland. This was at Southern Hills on Sunday, my one-on-one -on -one chat with Victor, looking ahead in majors and just kind of what has he learned about himself at this point. He's fifth in birdie average. Remember that on the PGA Tour. So he talks about mindset, right? Can he make? Can he continue to make birdies? Is it about hanging around? We get into it here with Victor Hovland. As you played so far in your career, what did you kind of take away from you know, learning experience at this point? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of more about just staying in it instead of 
maybe being a little too aggressive and, and trying to push and make birdies. Um, and I just kind of haven't had my game uh, in the majors that I've played and just made a few too many mistakes. What kind of adjustments do you need to make going forward as you look ahead here? It's just being more, uh, putting more emphasis on where to miss it. Um, sometimes, you know, you do kind of see where you want to finish and then you hit it there and then you hit a bad shot and you end up in a really tough spot that I didn't even think about. Um, so there's a couple things like that, but then, I mean, just gotta just gotta get a little bit better. Um, I feel like my short game is trending a little bit, but um, that's, because you, you're gonna miss greens out here when it gets tough. Um, so just kind of playing for that and, and taking advantage of when you miss it in a good spot, you can make up and down. For sure, well, and speaking of missing greens, US Open coming up in Brookline, do you know it? A little bit at all? Have you played it or Never, aren't you looking forward uh, to it? I've not heard much about it. So, um, yeah, I'll see it for the first time and, and get an impression that way. Yeah. And then Open Championship, you play well on the one that you did play. Yeah. Uh, St. Andrews, what are your thoughts on that and how excited are you for another Open? Yeah. Uh, I've actually never been to St. Andrews. Um, <laughs> so that would be that would be really cool. Um, I love Lynx golf. Um, played some good golf, played some bad golf. But um, that's kind of a part of it. You never know what you're going to get at least golf. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a bunch of tournaments coming up. Yeah, and then this last thing, um, when you have a good practice session on the range mm -hmm. and a good uh, chipping session practicing in general, what, what takeaways do you want from those two things? I mean, I guess it depends what you're working on, but um, you want what you're doing on the range to, you know, if you have a good session that you know that's going to transfer over to the course. Right. That's kind of... Um, the emphasis that you have to put on the practice. You know, if you can do it in practice, but you can't do it on the golf course, it doesn't do you much much good. So I've been trying to really simplify things in the short game and um, felt like it, it really worked in, in some places. I feel like I'm making progress. All right. I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet yep. for you. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. My thanks to Victor Hovland for coming on. Very short. I know that was short and sweet. And uh, but, you know, that's that's his thoughts about where he's at with major championships, what he's learned and going forward. I know he doesn't know anything about Brookline. Hey, who does? Right. It's probably only a handful of people, guys who've played maybe the U.S. Amateur in 2013 with Fitzpatrick won. So a handful of people might know some things about it there. But 24 year old Hovland. Uh, still uncertain there uh, going forward. So it is interesting uh, in a week that's all about live golf. Hovland has in the past talked about not, not caring. That's not something he's interested in. It'll be interesting to see if that develops or changes over these coming weeks and months with Victor Hovland. If if he goes over, I mean, I think that'll be a big issue for the PGA Tour. If you start losing the guys like Victor Hovland or Colin Morikawa, then you're really in trouble, right? Because those that's the future. That's the face of the game going forward. So... Anyways, Victor Hobbin, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch up soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.